0: Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'd like to talk about self-responsibility. You may recall in the second segment of this In Present series, and I hope that all of you who are watching this segment have watched at least the first three by now. In the second segment, I talked about unconditional self-love, and I described it, as I recall, in terms of the work I did many years ago as a trainer with Omega Seminars, developed by John Boyle a long time ago, and the important emphasis on unconditional self-love. And As I recall, I also emphasized that love for oneself unconditionally also implies a warm, positive feeling akin to love for all other people at all times. But there are a few more corollaries of self-love that I'd like to talk about now, and one of those is self-responsibility. So, if you're working with affirmations, uh, one way to work with affirmations, of course, is to create a very positive feeling about them, to have a positive visual image that you use with it. Sometimes music helps, and we've talked about the importance of self-suggestion, and I've given you a self-hypnosis, or what I call guided meditation tape, to go along with it. Well. In the Omega Seminar, we worked with affirmations this way, so we had an affirmation that went, I really enjoy the way I love myself unconditionally. No matter what I do or say or think or feel, or what other people do or say or think or feel with regard to me, I love myself unconditionally. And then, I really love the way that I have warm, positive feelings for all other people at all times. And then, and this has to do with self-responsibility, I really enjoy the way that I take responsibility for all of my actions at all times. I am completely responsible for the actions that I choose this means no passing the buck now no blaming other people i can only suggest that there may be a few limits on that and of course that has to do with the law and criminal activity we i might choose if I uh, take that affirmation seriously, all the way to engage in criminal activity. And yes, some people do, and do so for good reasons. For example, people who engage in uh, social protest and who are involved in sit-ins and other kinds of uh, social actions of that sort. Henry David Thoreau wrote a wonderful essay on civil disobedience, and there is a time and place for that. But, it means not passing the buck, and it means, and here's the key, there's another corollary. I really enjoy the way, I take total responsibility for all of my actions at all times, and I allow other people the same right. I always allow other people the same right. I never try to control another person's sense of self-responsibility for their actions. and That's one important way, incidentally, that I'm no guru. Well, maybe I am in the sense of this, guru, G-U-R-U. That's what guru means to me, you are you. You have the right to be responsible for all of your actions at all times, not my responsibility. Of course, We have the saying in the Bible, am I my brother's keeper? Well, yes, you do have a right to speak out. You have a right to let your feelings known. If you see that somebody is uh, engaging in uh, harmful behavior, you have every right to offer that person constructive criticism. Not the kind of criticism that belittles them as a human being for who they are in their depths. And that's very important, incidentally, uh, in terms of the way you treat your children. But you certainly have uh, every right to show people how they can improve their behavior. But that means never trying to dominate other people, to bend them to your will. And especially in social circumstances. For example, I consider myself a feminist, and I'm proud of it. I've mentioned this before in some segments, and I've gotten a little blowback from some people, like, what do you want, all men to become effeminate? Or, what about the natural uh, hormones that we have? Males are intended to dominate. Look at our primate ancestors, the gorillas and the chimpanzees and many other species of animals where you have a male, uh, alpha male, who dominates a uh, family of animals. Well. I don't subscribe to that model. In fact, I think it's kind of, uh, to be honest, kind of cowardly to say, well, we have to behave like chimpanzees or or gorillas. The truth is this, with regard to feminism, and it is that uh, humans were not always patriarchal. The earliest history of humanity, according to archaeologists, is, uh, is that pretty much universally around the planet? I'm sure there are some exceptions, but they worship the great mother goddess, the fertility goddess, and you can find images of this goddess throughout the world. And from all of the evidence, grave sites, burials, uh, uh, architectural structures, and so on, it appears as if men and women were equal. In these societies, and we we see it even, for example, in cultures like ancient Egypt. So, patriarchy came later. There's a history of patriarchy. Uh, It goes back to ancient Mesopotamia and uh, the Code of Hammurabi and the Sumerians. But prior to that, uh, patriarchy was really not known amongst civilized cultures. In fact, uh, I did an interview with a historian on that very subject, Gerda Lerner, and if it's possible for me to locate that video, I'm going to link to it right now so that you know. But even with regard to our primate ancestors, uh, yes, gorillas and chimpanzees do have this alpha male uh, component, but other primates don't. For example, bonobos who are uh, sometimes called miniature chimpanzees. uh, They are primates, and uh, actually they don't have a male-dominated society at all. In fact, if anything, it's the other way around. And you'll find many native cultures, aboriginal cultures, on this planet of humans who are not (laughs) male-dominated. In fact, quite a few are female-dominated. But what I represent and what I stand for in self-responsibility, as I see it here, is being responsible for myself, not trying to dominate other people. That means recognizing that every other law-abiding adult human being has absolutely the same equal rights that I have, and I'm willing to stand up for that. And I believe there's nothing effeminate whatsoever about standing up for the equal rights of all adults. In fact, I would say it's very important. And I would say, furthermore, for those of you who are opening up to your own psychic abilities, these ethical guidelines are very important to live by. So, in conclusion, Let me ask you to consider in your life, are you taking responsibility 100% for all of your actions? And if not, why? And are you endeavoring to dominate or control the actions of any other adult around you, or any other group of adults around you? And if so, why? And consider this, you may have been brought up that way. Certainly, in many cultures, exist where there are underclasses of people who are dominated by the overclass, or people who feel they have no choice uh, but to behave in particular manners, manners in a particular manner because they're too old, or too weak, or the wrong sex, or the wrong sexual preference, or they're a parapsychologist. I don't know what, because there are certainly groups of people who will endeavor to restrict the activities of other groups of people that go over and above anything having to do with the criminal law. But if you're involved in that in one way or another, either as the dominator or the dominated, not under your own free will, ask yourself, does it have to be this way? What if you were to change? And I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you for being with me.